0: Greetings, and indeed, salutations. Welcome back to the Silence is Golden Podcast, your home for silent film. I'm Brett Odom. And I'm Bryce Odom. And today, we continue our journey through the great actors and actresses of the silent film of this second season that we are recording eventually, gradually. We'll get to the end there eventually. Merry Christmas, everyone. Hopefully this will drop not too much longer after that, but we did say that each time we recorded the first two episodes that still haven't dropped, so we're just going to drop this all at once. It's going to be great. Or close enough to all at once. We're going to get there. We'll figure it out. We'll We'll figure it out. We'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, But today we are going to dive into the life of one of the great comedic actors of the Silent Age, Buster Keaton. And specifically, his classic and iconic 1926 film, The General. And I was... Excited to see this
1: because I really didn't know anything about Buster Keaton other than he and Chaplin were the two great comedic talents of the American silent film era.
0: But that's kind of all I knew. Well, he really is a fascinating character because, in part, because he began quite young. Uh, Buster Keaton, uh, this film is from 1926, but he was born in 1895. He begat his start at three. He was born to a vaudeville family, his parents were vaudeville actors. And... Start him young. Start him did. young. They did. They would throw him through a drum. And when he emerged smiling and... Alright, everyone, no one got, the joke didn't land well. People couldn't understand why you would treat a child like that. But when he emerged from the drum, stone-faced and serious, everyone thought it was hilarious. Uh, And this is probably why he is famous for the great stone face. He doesn't laugh in his movies. He doesn't make a lot of expression. He has this very stoic face, which is at best panicked or quizzical. Panicked is too strong a word. He mostly is... Oh come on! <laughs> oh come on! Or Did, what? Oh, what? What just happened? <laughs> so he's fa- this, that becomes his iconic face, uh, and it so it likely has early start in his uh, in his career and in his life. Uh, as he came up through uh, through things, he really was one of those rare actors who truly got to control his future. And in the 1920s, he was, uh, you know. Uh, Roger Ebert calls him one of the greatest uh, actor uh, director actor combos uh, in history. Uh, his 19, the nineteen twenties were some of his greatest work, including the film we're talking about today. And there was a lot of
1: choreography involved, a lot of gags that required a lot of precision. Because as we said, he's not doing these gags with his facial expressions. He's doing this with a lot, with his surroundings and props, and a lot of these props
0: were, um, it was easy to see how these stunts and gags could go wrong. Yeah, and he was really one of the great physical comedic actors. Uh, the most famous of his, there are several famous sequences in the general that we'll talk about, but probably his most famous one uh, is the famous sequence where a where the ho- uh, a tornado hits a house and it falls and uh, the house collapses and one of the walls falls on top of him. But he, uh... So that's uh, not... The, what movie is that? It sent? is... It is from, uh... Well, the wall falls on him, but the wall doesn't actually fall. It's saved because he passes through uh, the window. And it's uh, this is from Steamboat Bill. Ah. The... You could actually see him tense up a little bit as the window comes down around him because he had not actually practiced it. He did, oh, He God. had faith in the setup and didn't think there was any sense in wasting a wall. So <laughs> they just did it on the first try and filmed it. Man, you gotta be really... That could really have... confident in your calculations. Yeah, because he could have died. He could have died in several of the jokes he did in the general. There was one a sequence uh, I read about uh, where he uh, almost died because a, they were doing a waterfall fall. He was falling off a waterfall mm-hmm. and the line broke. Oh. They fin- the, the final part of the fall was filmed on a fake waterfall, but that was still 25 feet. So Doesn't do he anything filmed, small, does he? No, he did a he did a uh, what was there was another one that was just like he did a lot of falls. This man fell a lot. It was kind of key to his whole persona. Uh, but he, oh, what where what was it? It was he he still fell he fell into a net in one, and I'm trying to remember which uh, find in my notes here which one it was. Uh, oh, in Go West, he falls off a suspension bridge. It only he only actually falls fifty feet and into a net, but the final part where he falls and lands is still twenty feet. He still falls twenty feet, and they cut these together, so he still fell a total of seventy feet for this shot. Committed, I think, is the word. The man was committed to the bit, and perhaps committed to the insane asylum should have occurred as well, but absolutely not. <laughs> Uh, the, the truth is, though, uh, The General, the film we're talking about today, was actually not a commercial success at the time, and not even that much of a critical success in its own time. It's remembered today as one of the greatest silent comedies of, uh, ever made, one of the great comedies ever made, uh, one, a, a, one of the best films made, like, in terms of its craft but it was not so at the time. It was expensive to make, which was part of the problem. It didn't make a lot of money back. You can see, especially
1: in those days where everything's, you know, a lot of times things are filmed on stages. This was, wasn't really a stage film. This was a lot of on-location shots. Um, a lot of wide shots. Those trains that they used in the film could not have been cheap.
0: Yeah, so and there's at least three different ones. Yeah, so this so the film the film actually ends up bringing about the end of Buster Keaton's golden age. Uh, it doesn't do well enough uh, to keep him afloat, and he ends up having to make a deal with MGM. He regards that as one of the greatest mistakes of his life because it ended his artistic control over his films. He would never regain it in the way that he had in the twenties. Uh, so this film really does. This film is both one of his highest achievements, but also the beginning of the end. Uh, he would go on. Um, uh, he would go on in the 1960s though, to be the subject of a Venice Film Festival retrospective, and discovered that his work hadn't been forgotten. Uh, it was celebrated. It, many of the films that he thought would never be seen again were celebrated, and he commented uh, in his dry way, "The applause is nice, but too late." Uh, uh, Not that he was bitter, no. <laughs> no. But you know, he was. He did pass into legend as one of the silent greats. Uh, in a You know, one last note here, you know, in our last episode, we talked about uh, uh, the woman who would go on to play Nora Desmond, uh, Gloria Swanson. Nora Desmond, of course, is the famous silent film actress who tries to stage a comeback. Well, one of the her so-called waxworks, the people who uh, the other former silent film stars who she plays bridge with, one of them as himself. Is Buster Keaton, so he he had a small moment in uh, a film about aging silent film stars. He's uh,
1: he's the one who's so he, he even has a line something along the lines of "Whose turn is it?" <laughs> yes, yes,
0: he does. Uh, yeah, so anyway, that's uh, uh, that is the that is the craft of Buster Keaton. Bryce, why don't you tell us about those the specific craft of the general? All right, uh, so this. Movie.
1: It takes place in the Civil War. It actually begins in 1961. Um, it's kind of the prologue of the movie, and then it switches to 1962. And this is an opportunity also just to mention um, if you have not looked at a lot of early American film history, there is a very bizarre trend of Hollywood to be Confederate apologetics. Uh, Birth of the Nation, of course, is the most infamous example of this, but even Gone with the Wind, is, uh, which is one of the greatest m- movies made in terms of a te- on a technical level, is really just glorified Southern propaganda. Um, and the general kind of fits into this. It's not the worst offending one uh, by any means, but our good guy is... Uh, a man named Johnny Gray, who's played by Buster Keaton, he has two loves in his life: his engine, he is the engineer for the uh, for the train called the General, uh, and then his sweetheart Annabelle Lee. They couldn't pick a more southern name if they wanted to. Thanks, uh, I guess. Thanks to Poe. Um, but uh, the civil uh, Johnny goes to visit Annabelle Lee. Um, And they don't tell you the dialogue, but it's clearly a somewhat romantic scene, perhaps building up the courage to ask her to marry him uh, is, I think, a reasonable interpretation of the scene. Uh, But, as they are comfortable on the couch, in comes her brother with news that shots have been fired at Fort Sumter, the war is on, and Annabelle Lee's father and brother both agree to go enlist, and... She tells Johnny to go enlist too. Well, Johnny beats everyone there, and this is some of the first comedy is him try, desperately trying to get to the front of the line. He, at one point, literally runs across tables to, to do so, and he is first in line. The guys ask him what um, what his uh, occupation is, and he says he's a train engineer. And the guy in the head of the draft or the the registration office says instructs the man at the front to not enlist him because he's more valuable to us as a train engineer than as a soldier. But they never explain this to Buster Keaton's Johnny at all. And he, after, again, some very humorous attempts to steal a registration letter at this point, he's caught every time, but there's about three or four different attempts where he literally is just trying to straight up steal someone's registration so he can go join the army. He goes outside and, and is dejected, And Annabelle Lee's uh, father and brother see him and try and get him to join in line. They don't know what's happened with him uh, because, again, he raced to get to the front of the line. So they didn't see everything that happened inside the building. And then when he refuses to come talk to them and join them and goes off to Sulk next to his train, uh, they just assume he refused to enlist, and they tell Annabelle Lee this. Annabelle Lee comes and finds him. (coughs) Excuse me. And says, D- uh, why didn't you join? And said, well, they won't let me. She takes that as a lie because she's trusting her father and her brother. Says, do not talk to me again until you're in a uniform. year later, and now we go to a year later, um, he is still running the train. Annabelle Lee is getting on the train to go somewhere. Uh, but it turns out that a union general has approved some spies who steal uh, the train, the general, for uh, to help Uh, move supplies for the Union Army as they try to come south um, over Rock River. And uh, they take the opportunity of everyone being off the train for a pit stop, steal the train, except Annabelle Lee was in the baggage car and is kidnapped. Gasp. Gasp. Well, here comes where the the real humor of the movie really starts because johnny goes off on his on a foot race after his own train which everyone starts running with him until they realize they're never going to catch a train and he just keeps running and running and then eventually he looks back and goes where well where is everybody um
0: but onwards he goes
1: but onwards he goes now here's but i I do want to be clear he doesn't know annabelle lee has actually been kidnapped that actually provides some of the humor. Um, is he is desperately trying to save not his girlfriend, but his train. <laughs> um, and eventually he gets, um, gets he, a handcart, he, he hand which then allows him to get up to a, um, con- he, to a Confederate train station, where he then hijacks his own Confederate train to try and again continue on after the general. Oh, I take this back. He It's not quite hijacking. He convinces the Southern soldiers what's going on, and they agree to help him. Except the train and the soldier car weren't actually connected and he drives off by himself <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and, all that helped, and he goes around again, the and he goes around the bin and realizes wait, where are all the soldiers?
0: <laughs> except this, this he also is the running theme of the film. He's on his own. He's on his own.
1: <laughs> uh, eventually he maybe the Funniest sequence of the whole thing. Um, well, before we get to the funniest sequence of the whole th- chase, at one point, and if you watched our trailer for the video, he at one point has to get out on the front of the train and toss out wood that has been thrown back at him by the pe- the Union soldiers on the general.
0: This and,
1: is probably one of the most famous shots of the film. Yeah, he is literally riding the front. And this is actually one of the first moments where you go, wow, these stunts are... Dangerous. Oh, yeah. He, oh, yeah. he could absolutely has, been crushed under the train. Well, there's that, and then also he has the railroad tie that he's picked up off the ground. Now the train's not moving particularly fast. He's got the train going slow at this point, but he literally throws one railroad tie on another to flip out from the railroad, uh, the railroad, the other railroad tie sitting down there, and. The thing goes flying in the air and nearly takes his head off, it looks like, from the shot. So it required a lot of precision to get that to happen at all, and then not to hit him. Uh, but then comes the best part, which is when he comes up to a abandoned cannon car and hooks the cannon up to his train and decides he's going to launch the cannon over his train at the enemy train. Brilliant
0: plan. He has no clue what he's doing. He uh, attempts... I said at this point while watching, I was like, "Why does he magically know how to use a cannon? He's not been in the war." And twist, he doesn't magically know how to use a cannon. The cannon literally goes about
1: the 20 feet over the wood, uh, the burning wood car car behind the the engine, and just lands at his feet in the. at the controls, he rolls the cannonball out of the side, goes back to the cannon again, starts trying to load it up again, and then he just hears boom, boom! Because in the distance, the cannonball explodes, and he just, and that stone-faced quizzical looks like, what was that? And then he looks back down the road and is like, oh! Oh no. That was that was an explosive. And then he goes back to, doing, <laughs> to try and load up a second one. Um, he loads
0: all of the stuff. He
1: it. loads all the stuff, He almost gets himself killed because he gets caught by a chain. Um, He has trouble, and then he accidentally unleashes the the cannon uh, car, and it then lowers to aim directly at him. And he is only saved at the last moment because the train hits a turn and is now magically uh, pointing at the Union
0: spies and the general. This was the most wily coyote sequence of the film, but that. That is Buster Keaton to a T. This is Wiley Coyote yeah. trying something and then it going horribly awry for the best yeah. comedic effect. Uh, e- yeah, there's just no way, and we'd have
1: to dig into this, but there's got to be somewhere written. But there's no way that Wiley Coyote and Roadrunner cartoons are not inspired by Buster Keaton. I refuse to believe any, anything else. And uh, because this is just the kind of gags the whole way through this train chase. Eventually, they do come to a stop. It's a rainy. P- uh, on a rainy night. And Buster Keaton gets off his train. He's lost, but he ends up stumbling on the nice house where the Union sol- generals are housed. They bring Annabelle Lee to the house. So now, And this is when he finally realizes, oh, my girlfriend's been in trouble this entire time. And
0: Oh, yes, I can't... I can save you, absolutely.
1: Oh, yeah, and he definitely plays it off that she goes, oh, you risked your life to come save me. He came to save the train, not his girlfriend. Please keep that in mind. And he plays it off like, oh, yeah, that's exactly what's happening here. So he runs. Uh, so anyway, so eventually he gets uh, his girlfriend out of the house. Again, there is a bunch of gags. He's hiding under a table cloth at one point and uh, comes so close to being discovered. Uh, but eventually gets his girlfriend out of the house, especially when he just bops a soldier on the head, and that's kind of funny, too. I mean, there's a lot of things that are always... This is it's the thing dry that's... dry physical it's comedy. It's a, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't think that physical comedy could be dry, but that's 100% the best description of what Buster Keaton's like, yeah, is. Like, at one point, he
0: literally just walks... He's in, like, a Union soldier disguise, and he just walks up to a soldier and just goes, Bonk! <laughs> <laughs> and it is so funny,
1: and a lot of your laughs are chuckles and then something big happens and you laugh very loudly Um, but eventually like they're trying to escape in the the middle of a storm lightning strikes and uh, separates them for a brief moment he catches up to her, then they turn to go another way bear
0: (laughs) I forgot about the bear (laughs) and
1: then they get away from the bear and what do they find? the bear trap (laughs)
0: <laughs> which they both get stuck in, They
1: both get stuck in, and of course magically her foot is much better as soon when it's time well, for them to run again. Well, naturally, <laughs> but they both find the bear trap. Eventually, um, they get back on the train. It's yet again another Looney Tunes uh, train chase until they get back to the southern lines. Uh, which they almost get shot because he's still wearing his Union uh, soldier so, uniform. So naturally, a, a Confederate um, shot, shot at him and they get back they tell the general uh what's going on and this confederate soldiers all rush to in a very unorganized fashion this is like the least i mean this is why the south loses the war they're not organized um (laughs) and as they should have lost the war um but they rush into this battle at the at the the river but the funny thing the best maybe the best joke is it doesn't even involve buster keaton the Union General, has the supply trains have reached Rock uh, Rock River, the Union Ge- Army has gotten there. And the General takes one look at the fire, because in the previous second edition of Looney Tunes, they set fire to the bridge over Rock River. Well, the bridge is still standing, and the General says, the flames haven't damaged the bridge uh Uh, Bad enough, you go over the bridge and my men will forge the river. Except... So the train with all the Union supplies goes over the bridge. And goes, like, the most predictable crashing down. Uh, Mm -hmm. Just someone being an idiot says, yeah, no, do this. And it it crashes. Kaboom. Uh, The whole bridge comes down. The train, again, these chains that could not have been cheap, goes crashing into the water. Kaboom. And the, about that time, the Confederate soldiers arrive, and a battle begins. Uh, the Confederates have, well, as Obi-Wan said, had the high ground. Um, during the battle, um, Buster Keaton is hilarious with a sword that keeps falling apart. He keeps pointing in directions, and the blade goes flying. Um, he's standing around a bunch of men and a cannon as a sniper, who was one of the spies who took the train in the first place. Um keeps taking out one by one and he's just got that quit oh it's
0: like fire what? over there
1: <laughs> and oh. then finally it ends because he does yet again the uh points his sword and the blade goes flying and it lands in the back of the of sniper. the sniper um these are the jokes all the way through and then at the end he is finally uh he is it looks like he's going to be uh exiled back to the being a train conductor, but he is actually given the rank of lieutenant, and his girlfriend is happy to be seen with him again. And... I mean that's really what's important, and uh, well, they don't live happily ever after because they wanted the South to win, and thankfully the South lost. Ha! Um, <laughs> that, and that, that is that the was, greatest joke of the. That the was film. the
0: commentary from Bryce, <laughs> not in the. Yeah, film. it
1: wasn't in the film uh, because, again, I for no other reason than to say that Hollywood must uh, just had a lot of racist in it. Um, they had a pro su- uh, had a pro Southern film. Yeah.
0: And I can't say or anything. We can't. I, we know nothing about Buster Keaton's particular views on race, to be clear. Uh, but this was definitely this. Uh, this, as you said, this was one. It, they told the story of the train of this famous train robber. He's actually very proud of it as being something that happened in the real world that he got put together. Uh, but yeah, it is. It is uh, the good guys are the are the Confederacy, and uh, that is weird. Given that he's from Kansas, yeah, it was a free state. I mean, he, he's from a free state, <laughs> um, but you know, California is also a free state, and that's where they made most of these films. So who God knows. Uh, but but, but what, that said, but that if you said, can get over the pro, uh, the uh,
1: the fact that the South of the good guys in the movie, uh, this is actually a really funny movie.
0: It it was it was hysterical, uh, and and. It does basically just treat it as a war. That's how it gets around it. It doesn't yeah. make any commentary about the South's cause beyond that they're the good guys in the film. But it, they just—it's like it's just a war.
1: These are soldiers, I, I, and that's, I would agree with
0: that. Uh, and that's about as far as it goes. Uh, but it's uh, the fun, The film was fun. was funny. Uh, things like the like the gun, like the cannon that just keeps pointing back at him, no matter what he does, he keeps hitting it back with the cannon pointing at him. Uh, this is actually all common thing called the the Keaton curve, a tendency for him he does something to get it, remove himself from the situation, and then he just ends up right back where he started. Um, it happens a lot. <laughs> it happens a lot in this movie. A lot of his famous stunt, a lot of his famous uh, tendency to do his own stunts are in these films. The physical comedy that he's known for is just runs throughout this film, mm-hmm. um, and it's incredibly well acted. I think broadly, you have to, yeah. Aside from Horsebuster Keaton. <laughs> Uh, you know, you have Annabelle
1: the, the the woman who plays Annabelle Lee, and I don't have her. I didn't write her name down, uh, so we're gonna look her name up so we can be precise on that. But she is as good a physical actress as he was. She I mean, doesn't have to do the stunts he does
0: um, to the same degree, but but she gets picked up and uh, picked she up gets, in a sack. She gets put in she a, a gets, bag. She gets thrown around, uh, and all uh, and. I'm uh, coming Marian, out Marion com- mack is her name
1: Marion mack she comes out of the um she comes out of the uh baggage car that they had smuggled her into when they are stealing the train back um and she it, the whole sequence of her getting out of the hole that they created in the uh car so she can come up the engine um is just fantastic she's they are constantly they are basically falling over each other, and it again.
0: She is a great compliment to him throughout the movie. Yeah. Uh, she really is, and this and let's just you know let's of course talk about it. one of the reasons it cost so much was because the train sequence, all that that those were. I'm sure some of them were models, but a lot of them were life size because it was necessary yeah. to do the film, and those were expensive. This film they committed a lot of to the special effects. Uh, to make this film happen, uh, I know I don't think they filmed it on location, uh, say in the South or in Marietta, but they filmed they had to film it outside in these trains, uh, and that costs a lot of money. S- side note: uh, it does begin with a train rolling into Marietta, Georgia, a nice little rural community. <laughs> <It> says. <laughs> Going and uh,
1: arriving at rural Marietta, Georgia. And for those of you who are not from Georgia, Marietta
0: is the furthest thing from rural you could possibly imagine. It is today. in the smack dab middle of the metro Atlanta area. It is,
1: it is one of the round
0: big- zero of urban sprawl. <laughs> it, is, it, is, uh, one of, it is one of the major centers of population outside of the perimeter in the, in the Atlanta area. So it really
1: was. So um, unbeknownst to Buster Keaton, he was landing a joke. 80 years before his time.
0: <laughs> uh, almost 100 now. Yeah, shoot. So it yeah. was 1926. Uh, or 27. I've actually seen both dates Well, uh, in the course of today. Um, the 20s. The 20s. So we're, we're coming up with the centennial of this film. Uh, and The centennial of uh, the twilight of Buster Keaton's career, uh, or at least the highlights of his career. This is his golden age, and this will be its last marker uh like i said he he never went out of business you know he never stopped working, but this was the end of his of his golden age uh but that physical comedy you know' just an incredible legacy left uh iconic scenes in its own right uh like Bryce and I said uh we would find it very hard to believe that it didn't influence the physical comedy of of uh looney Tunes. of looney Tunes because uh, those are buster Keaton gags mm mm-hmm. Um, they're Buster Keaton gags with more facial expression. <laughs> exactly. And that, I, I i think I mentioned this thing, called him the Great Stone Face because his f- expression was so, uh, so, st- still, but despite he has these big eyes and they're just so expressive even as his face makes hmm. very little, uh, very Yeah, below little, the nose, um, not a lot of reaction. No, but his eyes like, hmm? hmm? Uh, and it what? was, um...
1: And it'll it'll be interesting. It's been a long time since I've seen a Chaplin film, so I'm excited that we're going to watch The Kid here um, soon uh, and do that film, but inevitably we're going to be having a conversation comparing these two um, as we talk about it. But I'm really looking forward to that because my memory of Chaplin in the films that I've seen when I was younger um, is someone who, in a lot of ways, is more expressive um, than then Buster Keaton but I also can't remember but you know in my brain I'm trying to remember if that's facial expressions or is that general body language I think um, it's a bit of both I and it, I will
0: talk more about Chaplin here soon uh,
1: but that's the interesting thing is to me though is that you got these people who both found a way of doing comedy when there is no dialogue Um, And really that's a legacy that's still around today I mean, um, obviously we have dialogue But if you've seen the movie Clue um, Which, if you have not seen the movie Clue Please do yourself a favor and rent this movie Or buy this movie um, Because throughout are These comedic slapstick Dry slapstick um, Gags that are clearly descendants of Buster Keaton and others from the silent film era.
0: Absolutely, and we are. We do a, and we owe an immense depth to the uh, to the comedic genius of Buster Keaton. As a result, uh, Bryce, any final thoughts here on Buster? Um, my, I I think we we have
1: this legacy of him, and so we probably have a lot of. If you even if you know the name, you think comedy, and you probably are thinking something a lot larger and wilder. And I think the only way to do justice to understanding his sense of humor is to actually watch it because um, there it, it built throughout the movie. You start off with a lot of chuckles um and it gets you and by the end there's a lot of very loud laughing at the jokes but he very smartly builds you up to them rather than starting with them and i think that is something that you can really only truly understand if you watch him watch and, him yourself
0: and that's something actually that ebert commented on him as one of his great legacies his comedy was built he didn't do he didn't show you what was going to happen he let it happen uh there wasn't an anticipation uh so the 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 joke itself and the surprise and the surprise you know what ha- what's going to happen is as much a surprise to you as the what comes next uh, so he uh, that's a central part of his of his comedy he does uh, you know it's not the Hitchcockian notion of of uh, suspense mm-hmm. uh, where you know he tells you what's going to happen and that's that's where he builds his suspense from uh, Keaton just does things and he lets the he lets the the, sh- the shock of what happens, the silliness of what happens, and the joke itself stand for itself, rather mm-hmm. than setting it in some other, and rather than trying to build and do anticipation. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I think there's been a, gr- a great talk about Buster Keaton. I'm glad we got to watch this one. Uh, it's certainly one of the all-time greats. I highly recommend to anyone who watches it. Uh, Bryce, where can they find you? Well, you can find me at jbryceodom.com uh, or also you
1: can find me on Facebook at J. Bryce Odom or Instagram or YouTube at Odom underscore author. And uh, I've got a lot of stuff in the works actually coming up, um, so uh, with my books and things. So please uh, definitely follow me there.
0: Yeah, we look forward to he- uh, hearing about it and reading about it. Oh, there will definitely be a shameless plug if we're filming if we're recording an episode. Well, given the rate at which we're going, there probably will be. Uh, we hope we are we are we have begun to move a slightly faster pace, so we uh, we, we have hope. Uh, but we will be we will record this uh, soon. The release date between when you hear this episode and when you hear the next one will not nearly be as long as when we record this one and we record the next one. Although we might manage to get the uh, next week. Uh, No problem. Fingers crossed. We're working on it. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. Eventually. Uh, And in the meantime, thank you and have a great night.